ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. Hey, what's up, CP family? Today we are discussing the new sermon series called Half-Hearted, where Pastor Tom opened us up with half-hearted commitment. We are walking through the book of Malachi, as Pastor Tom said, verse by verse, paragraph by paragraph, where we're discussing the conversation that God is having with his people. All right, so welcome to the second episode of the Center Point Podcast. Today, I am here with my sister-in-law, Kyla, and Britton again, and we will be discussing the second sermon here of the Half-Hearted series, uh, going through the book of Malachi. And we talked about worship today. Uh, that was a big kind of topic of the day. And so what I wanted to start off with is since we know that Ashley, your sister, is the worship leader, how did did you grow up playing any instruments or did you have any type of worship experience up on stage as a kid, Kyla? Okay, I'm going to tell you this. I participated in an awesome musical whenever I was 18, um, and it was a church Christmas musical, and I was doing the acting part, and they— we all had microphones on, and they made me stop singing. <laughs> they said, Kyla, you're here just for the acting part, not the singing. I don't know how it skipped. Like, I can't even clap on beat. So, But um, Ashley is great. I am her biggest fan, so that I cannot didn't, sing. Didn't carry over to you. Any no. instruments? Did you play any instruments growing I up? I faked the French horn in okay. band. All I right. don't. I was didn't know how to play. Fake. How do you fake a French horn? I was an actor, remember? Oh, that's right. They said <laughs> There you go. So I faked it really good. What about you guys? How about you, Britt? Uh, I attempted guitar for a while growing up. Didn't happen. Didn't. didn't. Uh, yeah, no, same with singing. I will be actually worshiping, and I love worshiping, but I'll, I'll be one of the ones that tries to sing, and then, like, it'll hit a high note, and I hear it, and I literally pray real quick. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> Please, I'm... My bad. <laughs> like, I know you had to hear that, and you're probably, like, enjoying this worship, and then you heard that, and you're like, okay, Britt, just keep it down. <laughs> Bro, nice. did you ever play? Um, I tried to do a little bit of piano. So my grandfather, um, he was a composer. He was a music uh, teacher at Brown University. So really? So got a lot, like, some, wow. some, some, uh, some music in my family. <laughs> okay. But um, I really didn't, didn't click with me. Um, I tried to, I basically just tried to learn songs on YouTube, uh, went with like piano tutorials. I took a keyboarding class in, uh, high school and, you know, some basic things, but yeah, that was, um, it kind of came and went, you know, I wasn't something that I really was very good at. It didn't, didn't come naturally. I think it's safe to say it's Ashley has the anointing and and just us Uh three, you know, we do too, just not for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. Is that what we're going to tell ourselves? Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, good. <laughs> Anointed for something else. There you go. Um, so I just want to start out. Any big takeaways uh, that either of you had with this with this sermon? Um, anything that really stood out to you or that you really felt like you connected with? Uh, yeah. So actually, one of the first things Pastor Tom mentioned, we were talking about there was some really good um, kind of bits of advice, kind of in the form of like one-liners in this mm-hmm. in this sermon, and one of them hit me hard because it's something I've I've heard numerous times in my life, and it was this idea that if we aren't obe- if we aren't obedient, if we don't worship in fullness, if we don't commit fully, he'll find someone that will. And, and 
I was with a pastor serving under a pastor in Lakeland and, and they had that same discussion. He said, look, God has created us, us all with gifts and he wants us all to fulfill those gifts. And He's he wants each of us to be a part of it. But if we're not going to commit to it and we're not going to do it, the <laughs> the tough love of it is we're replaceable. There are people that will, like like other people are going to step up and do these things and be fully committed. And so it's beautiful to know that he wants us to be a part, but then it's our job to say, to step up and, and accept it. He, like, he gives us free will and he's not going to make us do it. So it's, it's one of those things where we continue to have to check ourselves in our mind and our hearts and like, be like, we got to give this, we got to give to this fully. No, that's, that's definitely important. Yeah. That, that concept of, yeah, he's not going to necessarily just wait. And so he, he'll find somebody that will, will do that. He'll, he'll find somebody that will fulfill his purpose, you know? And, he, and so sorry to interrupt. I'm yeah. not saying he's going to throw you aside. He's not yeah. going to love you. He's not going to still have plans for you. Mm-hmm. It just may be that season, that thing he wanted you to do. He might say, all right, we're going to, I'll find someone to do this and you'll get another chance down the road. But, but mm-hmm. let's stop, let's start taking advantage of those chances. I, and that's been something I've been doing. I fail all the time at it, but I'm, I'm trying to be better at that. Yeah, definitely. So Kyla, anything you? I mean, for me, I think the big takeaway was definitely the um, getting too familiar. Mm. So I think you know, going through the motions and um, obviously, you know, we go to church every Sunday. I mean, I have my whole life just very comfortable in the church right. um, and just making sure that, you know, we're constantly seeking and, you know, he had those three points and the first one was staying curious. And mm. I think when it becomes too familiar, we, we lack the curiosity that we should. Um, and so really taking the time to, to remember why we're here and it's not just because it's Sunday and we have to be here or Wednesday or Tuesday or <laughs> whatever night. I feel like I'm here a lot. Yeah. So, um, you know, making sure that that the reason why we're here is really, um, purposeful. So no, I think, yeah, that was one that stood out to me because yeah, a lot of times you can just get caught in going through the motions with, you know, showing up for church, you know, going through the, you know, songs and, you know, it's, it's easy to just kind of get caught up into that routine of just, you know, showing up and just going through it. And how, how do you guys find, um, staying curious? You know, how do you keep your, your worship you know, curious or how, how do you, how do you embody that kind of concept? Any, any takeaways or any points that you guys can think of? For me and with like staying curious, I kind of think of it as like staying, I don't know how to say it, like wor- just worshiping in fullness. Like he kind of made the point in how you said we get in a routine and we even talked about a little earlier, it's okay to have routine. Routine's good. And you want to be, you don't want to just wake up one day and be like, I don't feel like going to church today. And so I don't want to be in a routine, so I'll <laughs> not do it. Definitely be at church, but I think it's more of a when you're there, and I find myself, this happens to me sometimes. I'm a worshiper. I love worshiping, but sometimes I'm in church, and I just don't want to do it. I'm like, I don't really feel like worshiping. Life around me is kind of not going the way I want it. I'm tired. I'm works, whatever, you know, and in those moments, I have to I have to check my mind and say, hey, it is not fair for you to determine your worship based on how you feel because he is still still coming through every single day for you. He is still perfect. He is still all powerful. So to base it on how I feel is not fair to him and and what he deserves, you know, as as our God and as our savior. And so that's kind of how I check my mind when I'm sitting in church. I'm like, I don't really feel like being here worshiping. It's like, uh, let's 
push in a little harder even yeah. now because yeah. like this might be one of those moments that if you do something crazy happens. Yeah. And and then he said the scripture that we've all heard, you know, or two or three are gathered, mm. you know, <laughs> we pray it whenever we're in groups and like all that kind of stuff. But when he was like, if this truly is it, then you're on holy ground mm, right now. I mean, right. that kind of was like, oh, he's right. You know, I mean that if God really is here, you know, and it goes, what you were just saying was just like, you know, kind of check yourself. Like God is present in this room. And um, that was a good reminder for me. Whether we I mean, feel like I know, not, right? He here. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know. It's one of those scriptures that I've heard a million times, you know, and um, to just the way he said it was kind of like, well, shoot. I guess, mm, yeah. I guess he is here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah it, does, well, it does strike a, well, a different chord, well, like, when you hear it that way. Yeah. One yeah. um, of the things that I, I've tried to do a little bit, and, you know, it can be through social media, through worship, is, you know, you're hearing a different song in a different way, or, you know, you're looking and somebody is doing a different t- take on a, a song that you've heard, but like, it just sounds so, so new, so fresh. And I think that's a, a good way to kind of keep things, you know, curious or keep things new is to, to have those types of things or reach out to people like that, you know, have that musical background that are looking for these types of things. And, for me, it's just like you can get kind of stuck on on a song and just listen to it over and over again, and it may resonate to you in a different way. Um, and that's kind of a different way that I've tried to look through and follow follow different you know worship leaders that have these different uh, posts that kind of you know remind me of oh yeah that 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 song really hit me at a certain time, but then mm-hmm. kind of bringing it back and into your life and everything. That was um, the second point. Whenever he said come come looking to experience God in a new way. So mm-hmm. like looking at like a song in a different perspective. Yeah. Well, you hit point number two, bro. <laughs> well, you didn't even know. Did you know? Yeah. And <laughs> was that a segue? Uh-huh. Crazy that you say it. Egypt, the song we did today. Uh-huh. That's one. Of, I, I leaned over to my fiance and I said, this is one of the songs that got me through my divorce. Like the, mm-hmm. and now looking back on it, sitting next to you in church, like we're about yeah. to get married, like I, what God's done through that horrible situation. And now where I'm at now listening to this song from another perspective. Yeah. Whoa. Like he, yeah. it was at the time he was taking me through my Egypt and now I'm like past my Egypt and I'm in the promised land. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, it's, it's incredible. It's so cool. It's crazy how, how songs can do that. They, you know, can take you back, portal you back to that right. time in your life. And, um, you know, music brings us together in, in a different way. And it may resonate to you in, in that way. Mm-hmm. And, but to me for, you know, I could listen to that song and it resonates to me in a completely different right. way, but we're still connecting with that song and we're still connecting with that, that piece of worship. And it's such a powerful thing because it brings people together. You, you know, we could be, we could be fighting, not seeing eye to eye, you know, in the next aisle of the church, but we're still worshiping through that song in our own, you know, particular way. Mm, and, right. um, you know, that, that's, that's really, that's really cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you don't want to go back. Like, <laughs> the song's taking you back. You're like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> this yeah. one hurts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we all have, have those, that songs that like, you know, just take us back to that time in our life mm-hmm. or, you know, and good for the good or bad. And, um, yeah, that's definitely, definitely a, a powerful aspect of worship. Um, and then the third one, the third point was go and tell somebody, mm-hmm. right? Um, so how, how does that look in your life? How, how can you go and tell somebody after, you know, um, authentic worship and how does that, how does that help you stay authentic in your worship? 
I mean, for me, I think it's been going through such a difficult time in my life and kind of coming on the outside, you know, on the other side, it's I want to tell people. So just constantly remembering almost, you know, I was joking about sometimes you don't want to go back in time, but I so remember that that hard time in my life that I want to share, you know, of the goodness of God because it was only, you know, through him I was able to, you know, get through, you know, like you were talking about your divorce and hard things like, you know, the right. same for me, you know. Yeah. Um, and so you're even more eager to tell tell about that. So I think kind of always keeping that front of mind for me, like God really – you know, led me through so many things. Um, why am I going to keep it silent? I got to right. tell somebody and that makes me excited. So, well, and I think it can excite other people. Like, like when I'm going through my divorce, when I was going through my divorce, I didn't want to tell anybody about it. I was like, yeah. I was embarrassed about it. Sure. I was like, this is the worst. This is my life's over. Mm-hmm. And now I love telling people about it just to be like, look at what he's done now. Yeah. Like, look at what happens when, well, I don't want to say when we stay faithful because, like, I wasn't always faithful through that. There's yeah. definitely times where I'm like, God, what are you doing? But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like, he is faithful. And, like, look what happens if you just keep at it, keep worshiping, mm-hmm. keep on the path and keep uh, – I feel like cool. I've become more of – like, I remember being in high school and being like, ah, oh, so excited. Like, you'd go to, like – all those, you know, acquire the fires and all these and things. Yeah. And you'd yeah. gear up and you'd want to tell all your friends about Jesus. And, you know, it kind of went away. As I got older, I was like, oh, we got to be the right time, right place. And now that I've, you know, gone through stuff, now I'm like, I'll tell people at work, you know, like, you know, God got me through this. And, mm-hmm. you know, my friendships that I didn't tell really people about Jesus at all. Um, now I'm, I'm telling them like, mm-hmm. hey, have you ever checked? You know, maybe, well, maybe you should go to church. Yeah, everybody's got <laughs> but, heartache. Everybody's got valleys. Yeah. So, like, why do we want to keep ours to ourselves? Let's yeah. share them with each other and yeah. help each other. Like, it, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a, a super important about part about keeping it authentic because you have that accountability as well. Once you start sharing with other people, and once you start, you know, expressing that to other people, they can be like. Oh well, you said this, but then now I see you doing mm, this. Or they accountability, you know, yeah. And so sharing it with people, it, it gives you that community. It gives you that aspect. And you're like you said, you've you've been through that tough time. And there's going to be somebody that is in church, you know, next week, the week after that has been going through a tough time, maybe a divorce, and you're able to speak to them in a, mm. a different way. And that's super powerful because if you just didn't share or you didn't, you know, have that that ability to just stay connected with people and and tell them about it. And if you just kept it yourself, I mean, what what would the point be? God got you through this whole, you know, series in your in your life and everything and you were able to cling to him and everything. What's what's the point of just, you know, bottling that up, you know, sharing it and being able to help people or um, you know, find how find out what they're going through um, is a super po- powerful powerful thing. It's like holding on to a cure for a sickness and being like, yeah. I don't want to tell anybody else about it. Like, I got the cure and I'm not telling anybody. No, let's freaking tell people. Yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry if not. <laughs> um, so one of the other uh, quotes that he had is um, from Walter Kaiser. Uh, the Lord always inspects the offerer before he inspects the gift. He looks at our hearts first. Then he listens to our message or our solo, then he looks at our offering. So, you know, whatever we bring to God, it's more than just the, you know, object or the gift of 
know, whatever tithing or, you know, how good our voice is or, you know, whatever the sacrifice is, it's about our heart behind that. Mm. And that's not something that, you know, other people can judge. It's, it's for you personally of bringing that to God. And, um, how have, how has that kind of, what does that quote mean to you guys? And how have you interacted with that, bringing more of that kind of that sacrifice or that offering to God in, in different ways like that? Definitely puts it in perspective and it kind of reminds me of how uh, my pastor in Lakeland would kind of handle tithing and whatnot. And he would be like, look, if you're coming here with a bitter heart and a bitter like attitude about giving, don't give to us. Like God's going to take care of us. We're good. <laughs> but if you're coming to us with a spirit of generosity and like excitement and like, we'll like, Absolutely. Like we want, and of course they weren't saying like, don't tithe. Like they, they, you know, tithing is important, but they were letting you know, like if your heart's not behind it, we don't, we don't want, even want your money. Like, cause like, it's just not the spirit behind it. It's not right. And I think that's so true. Like, even if you're the highest giver in the church and it's with a bitter heart, like, I don't think God's looking at that as like a, oh, good job. You've done, you've done exactly what I've asked. Cause it's not exactly what he's asked. He's asked us to give with a generous, generous heart and a, and a joyful heart, a joyful spirit. So, I mean, I think it, can really put giving in perspective. It's not just about that you're giving. It's about how are you giving? Yeah. yeah I think I, I remember my parents saying to me, um, cause you know, let's say I'm often asked to, to make meals and do that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I remember my, my mom said to me one time, cause I, I had a lot on my plate and they asked me to make this meal. And so I did, and I was just, I was stressed out. And she, I, she said to me, she was like, Hey, don't offer if you're not going to do it like mm. with, with like, you know, a gen- the generosity. Like, don't do it unless your heart is in it. You know, right. and um, she, she said it kind of meaner than that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but um, it was. I mean, it did kind of check me, you know, because this family was in need, and and I, well, I was stressed out at work, you know, and it kind of was like, okay, yeah, if you are going to do it, do it because you you can, you have the ability to do it, and do it with you know that generous heart, not because you're somebody asked you to, you know, mm. and I think oftentimes, you know, we know what God calls us to do and, uh, we need to make sure that we're, whether it's giving our ties or giving our time or giving our resources, whatever yeah. it might be that we're doing it, um, because God called us to do it, not because he said, because we, have, we to. have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you'd be surprised the blessings that really come when you're faithful in your in your tithing or your giving of your time or anything like that, God, God really truly does bless you. Right. You know? And crazy enough, even just like biologically giving of your time, doing mm-hmm. things for people, it's proven to be one of the biggest things to like support or to supply your brain with dopamine. Mm-hmm. Like it literally makes you happier at yeah. the end of the day when you are doing these things. Mm-hmm. So it's like God knew what he was doing. He like designed us that when we're doing these things the right way, it's going to supply our brain with this like joyful feeling. But when it's done the wrong way, it's, you know, yeah. you don't experience that because it yeah. feels like a hassle. It feels like a, a stress as opposed to like, I get to do this. You know, it's, it's yeah. to- mindset's totally, it's everything. Yeah. I've, I've always also experienced where like I've signed up to serve for something and got to the day of it and really didn't feel like it and really just kind of was just going to it. I'm like, I already signed up for this. I just got to show up and, you know, figure it out. And, but then by the end of that, you know, you, you, you feel differently about it. You've had mm-hmm. an experience and everything. So I, I get that, but God can still transform, you know, just, just signing up to serve, taking that step to right. you know get 
through the door, God can still work in you. You know, you don't, you don't right. have to wait until you feel this perfect feeling about this perfect, <laughs> you know, outreach to really sign up for it. And it, it's, it's not always going to work that way. Absolutely. And so, but it, it does, the more that you do it, the more that you kind of have that snowball effect of, you know, you, you find different things that you can, you know, serve in, you can find different things that you, you feel passionate about. Um, and so it's not always just checking all the boxes just to say, I'm going to serve on every committee there is, but do something, start with something that you can serve on because God's going to, you know, change your heart through that, that process. And, you know, just getting into the door can be the the biggest step. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, um, I was going to mention too, about the, the tithing thing. So I've listened to, uh, Dave Ramsey's podcast. Yeah. Uh, he's like the financial, um, Christian financial guy. And he's so, the guy. um, but yeah, he gets like these callers in and they, they, they start talking about, well, do I need to tithe on the gross of the income or the, you know, or they get an inheritance and do I need to tithe? Well, cause my, my dad already tithed on all this money, but now it's inherited to me. And it's like, you, you're, they're going through all these different scenarios and everything. And, you know, Dave Ramsey oftentimes is just like, God doesn't need your money. Like he, he doesn't need what you're, you know, whatever scenario you have, you know, it's, it's how you're doing it. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, there's not like this perfect formula all the time for, you know, getting, getting to that answer. And so, um, a lot of times, yeah, it's like people are so worked up about finding the right, you know, um, especially when it comes to money, because money is something that is triggering for a lot of people. Right. And so, um, but yeah, uh, that, that was one, have you guys ever listened to that podcast, uh, um, Dave Ramsey with the financial piece or anything? I mean, yeah, I've listened yeah. to the podcast. I don't know that particular one, okay. but I no, mean, they're, they're, it, for me, I've I've listened to it like a bunch of like there have been like you know people that call in of just like trying to get his answer on when you should tithe versus yeah. when you should not tithe or is it appropriate to tithe in this? And it's like he always like answers, yeah, but like you can give above that too. So like it's not like you have to just check that box of yeah. the ten percent. Right. It's but, funny. It's like people are saying, how little can I give and it be right? But then some are probably like, shoot, can I know other people out there are like, how much can I give and it be like, can I give more than 10%? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But no, yeah, I'm doing financial peace class. Never listened to the podcast, but I'm doing the, the class okay. right now. It's, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Learn lots of Definitely stuff. recommend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, is there anything else that stood out to you guys um, as we kind of wrap up here? Um, anything else that stood out to you in the, the sermon today? I think the last uh, thing that really stuck out to me was um, that your relationship with Christ shouldn't be forced. It should just be part of who you are. And it kind of ties in with that, that whole, like, tell somebody it, it should almost just come, come from you. It sh- you know, it should just, uh, people should just get that when they have conversations with you. Um, and so if they aren't, then maybe change your personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's, it's something that's definitely, it, you should get to that point. Like, obviously mm-hmm. there, there's some people have radical transformations in their life and they just go forward from that moment. And yes, it's just exuding from them. But I think, uh, it definitely does take some, you, you gotta be doing the right things, right? We gotta be in the word, gotta be worshiping, gotta actually be committed to it. You're not just gonna stay living the same, but now you believe and it's going to exude from you. Like it just doesn't work that way. But like, I'm totally with you. Like it, if, if it's not, Maybe we got to get back in our word a little bit more, get back in worship a little bit more. And, and, and yes, and, and yes, and that. So not change your personality. No, no, yes, no. 100% change your personality, but through those things. I mean, I, I, yeah, let, I guess God, that, let the Holy Spirit change your personality. Those were actual tools. I'm like, change who you are. Absolutely. But. No, I'm, I'm, I agree. 
So, but uh, so just wrapping it up, um, we're continuing through the the book of Malachi on the half-hearted series. Uh, so, the keys to authentic worship, the three points that he made today: stay curious, and come looking, and tell someone. So, uh, cling to those, listen to the sermon series, and we will join on next week for the the third. Uh, sermon and we'll go from there. Season three. Season three. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many seasons. Be, how much but. Netflix have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Take care, guys. All right. So-